Tara. Hey. What is up? Nothing much. It's so funny. For some reason, it just got answered on my Apple Watch. <laughs> oh, so no. I was taking the call on my Apple Watch instead of my iPhone. I'm like, this is not a good way to record an interview on an Apple Watch. <laughs> so I figured So are you talking to me right now on your watch? No, no, no. I have headphones plugged into my iPhone now, but I had to hand it off to my iPhone. Ah, <laughs> I was it. like, awkward. <laughs> I've never actually done a conversation from my Apple Watch. Like, I'm aware that I can do it. I've never, I it don't know, I've never tried it. It makes you feel like a secret agent. It feels <laughs> so futuristic. Does it work? Like, is it is it, uh-huh. is it good quality? Like, do you, Yeah. is it something I mean, like it you enjoy doing? Done. Right. I think it's fun yeah i've done it for quick convos i'm gonna have to jump into that and, and just try it one, oh, yeah. one of these days oh yeah it's fun. so anyway thank you for for letting me interview you yes i'm excited about this i i am as well for for those of you who will who will be listening to this at some point it's saturday uh what is it july 8th saturday july 8th i, I am guess. in jersey sarah is in new york sarah what what are you up to this evening besides having an interview I am yeah I'm filming videos it's so funny when you ask like is 9 p.m. okay I'm always (laughs) up (laughs) so 9 p.m. is right in the middle of my work day (laughs) it's funny I'm I'm like doing the same thing right now like I've been so my wife is out of town she's she's hanging out with her friends my daughter's asleep and I am designing new features of anchor right now (laughs) like fascinating Saturday night I love it are you more of a like a night worker because I can't get up in the morning. It's very difficult for me. I'm I'm kind of whenever whenever I whenever I can get it in sort of guy. Right. Like I like especially once you have a kid, it kind of mm-hmm. you, your schedule kind of accommodates the kid. You know what I mean? Like exactly. I I try to fit in whatever hours I can. Um, I I have adapted to being a morning person. I get up at like six now. It wasn't always that way. Um, yeah. But you know, if I've got free time at night, I'll work at night. Exactly. That's my goal yeah. in life is to be a morning person. <laughs> You'll get there. Don't worry. <laughs> so uh, so I've got a handful of questions, not a ton, and I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I figure I'll try to ask some of these. I'm sure we'll sort of meander and go in different directions, but we'll just we'll just see what happens. Love it. All right, cool. So, all right. To kick things off, for those of you listening who don't know Sarah, but I'm sure many of you do, um, you are a creative person. You are you are someone who primarily makes video, but you dabble in in a bunch of different uh, creative means. I would say, like some of you or some people would probably call you a YouTuber, right? Would you? Was that fair? One hundred percent. Which personally, I think qualifies as an artist. Um, I, I see YouTubers, podcasters, basically people who make a living creating content as modern day artists, which mm-hmm. personally I have always felt like that's the dream, right? Like mm-hmm. being able to create something and make a living from that, that is the ultimate exactly. dream. So mm-hmm. first I just want to say congratulations. Well, thank you. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's cool to be living the dream. You know, it's not <laughs> the easiest, but it's fun, especially when you, uh, find something that you're so obsessed with that, yes, you're working at it 24-7, but it does not feel like work half the time. Half the time it definitely does, but so, the other half the time it doesn't. <laughs> right. So I, I guess, like, this is a pretty open-ended question, but 
if, if you wouldn't mind, like, take us, take us back, like, talk us through, like, how that actually happened. Because I think oftentimes when people get to the point where they're making a living off their art, like, th- they didn't necessarily intend for that to happen. They almost kind mm-hmm. of fall into it or luck into it. What, what, what totally. was your story like? Tell, tell us that yeah, story if you can. Totally. Yeah. So I didn't, I, I wasn't always like the artsy kid, the cool creative person. I actually started in sports. And so all throughout elementary school and middle school, I was the tomboy girl who was playing football with the dudes at recess and at the park. And I got into uh, softball and then I got into basketball and I really loved basketball. And that's what really took me through high school. And that was my interest. I was like, I'm going to play college basketball. I'm going to do it. And then I stopped growing and then I've, I stopped really like loving the sport, but that was my passion during that time. And so when I became a junior in high school, sophomore in high school, my passion kind of switched into the creative field. And that's when I really fell in love with music. So I had actually been playing guitar, electric guitar since sixth grade. And it was always something that was there, but I never looked at it as something that would be more than playing. I, you know, I played recitals and things, and um, then I joined a band, and I was playing with a band, and I got more serious about it later on in high school. And that became my life, and that became my passion. And that's when I really started dabbling in video and photo video and I started getting camera gear and my band needed a music video. So I was like, I can shoot music videos. I know how to do this. I've been dabbling in iMovie. I've been using my dad's camera for a while doing just very cheesy uh, school music projects and things. And so um, music was really my creative gateway um, into the world and once I picked up a camera and I started videoing and all that I just got so hooked but it took me it took me a while to get there that's super interesting and you know one of the things that I, I found really fascinating was so you you became really interested in video and you started pursuing video but it sounds like shortly after that you kind of went in a different direction. I just I just learned this about you yesterday or two days mm-hmm. ago. You actually mm-hmm. started to pursue computer science or uh, mm-hmm. electrical engineering. Is that is that right? Yes. So I was a math science geek in high school. Um, so as I had all of these side hustles of basketball and music, um, I also was studying a ton. You know, I was in all AP classes and. Um, I've enjoyed math and science, and I didn't necessarily enjoy staying up till 2 a.m. doing homework, but it was definitely a thing in my life. And so when it came to go to college, I, I'm blessed with very smart parents who instilled common sense into me. So it was one of those things where, Sarah, you know, you're into this creative stuff. That's cool. You should keep doing that. They were very supportive. Um, but when it comes to college, they're like – you know, let's, let's do something meaningful (laughs) Um, and going, you know, going to school for the arts, it's usually more expensive and it's usually for what you get for it. I don't think as worth it. So I was like, okay, if I go to college, I need to pursue something with this math science thing I have going on. And so honestly, the only reason why I picked electrical engineering was one, I mean, how amazing does that sound 
over like family get-togethers. Oh, what are you doing in college? I'm being an electrical engineer. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> totally. fancy. Yeah. Um, and then I actually, yeah, I actually got a scholarship to a local college for engineering. So that kind of pegged me in that area. And why I landed on electrical was I was so into guitar and I had all the amps and I had the pedals. I had like six guitars. Um, and so in my brain, I was like, okay, I can build my own amps and build my own pedals. So electrical can engineering you, is perfect. Can you do that? I mean, there was a time where I, I had a soldering kit and I had like this little basic how to do like an overdrive pedal and I did build one pedal and I was so proud of myself but that's really what led me to that like during that time I was like okay I'm not as passionate about music or electrical engineering as as I thought I was and so my my love for playing an instrument and being in a band and playing shows every weekend was kind of dying. Um, I, I still love music with a passion, um, but just playing the shows almost became more of a chore. And then electrical engineering became so tedious and just so miserable. And at the same time, school just became the worst thing ever. So that's really what pushed me into what I'm doing now and what I love because at that time, I wanted to do anything and everything other than my homework. And so I was like, oh, video shoot? Oh, photo shoot? Oh, okay. My people up at the church I go to need me to shoot a video for them? Of course. I will do it for free. <laughs> Just to get that experience. Yes, exactly. That's awesome. It's so funny. Um, it, it sounds like you – so you were talking to my anchor co-founder, Nia, yesterday, and it sounds like you learned mm-hmm. – this about me, but my, my story is actually so similar, not to, not to like get into my story, but like, I also was a musician in high school, obsessed with music. I was in a band Mm -hmm. and I also went to school, not for electrical engineering, but for computer science, because I thought it was the safe, like smart, logical thing to do. And uh, also ended up disliking it and preferred being a part of music and and more creative fields. But anyway, it's, it's so funny. It's a very I feel like that must be a, a common thing, right? Like people take totally, the yeah, cause path. Yeah, because I – exactly. And I switched to computer science two years after electrical engineering. So I tortured myself for three and a half years in college. <laughs> um, so I definitely have that computer science, uh, you know, blood. And I, I've learned all of the coding and things. But And props to anyone who does that because that – it's – you have to be smart. It was, it was hard. crazy hard. I, I didn't I, I last. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was crazy, crazy hard. And and when I came out and actually started doing it professionally, like I I was like, this is too hard. This is not creative enough for me. Like I I am not. I can code, but I am not. I am not a coder. It is not in me. Um, so it's funny. Yeah, but I but I also have tremendous respect. Um, so, I mean, that, that's super interesting that, like, you were basically so passionate about video and about creating that you actually left school um, and, and pretty much went went full speed ahead on, on videos. Is, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I moved to Nashville, Tennessee the semester before dropping out. So moving to Nashville was kind of a – one of those moments where I was like, okay – I've lived in Texas my entire life. I've stayed at home during college and 
a lot of my friends have moved up to Nashville, Tennessee. Seems like a cool creative community that I can kind of get synced in because I was going there and traveling there a lot, like road tripping. And it seemed like the right time. I wanted more. I felt like I was just stuck in Texas. And so I made the move to Nashville, Tennessee, and my parents were, you know, they're like, yes, that's great. But how about you finish college while you're out there? (laughs) Um, And so I was like, yeah, okay. So I transferred to Belmont in Nashville, Tennessee. And I honestly didn't even last a semester. Um, I lasted about two months. And that's where I discovered, because I was around so many cool creative people. I was making videos for bands. I was um, getting these kind of random corporate interview jobs that were helping me pay to live and eat my peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Um, And I kind of caught this fire there that um, just started that conversation in my head of, maybe you shouldn't be in college. And it helped also that um, it helps. Well, it, it did help that I had the pressure that Belmont was so expensive because one semester cleaned out my college fund account. Cause I, I had a scholarship back in Texas, lost the scholarship and then paid $15,000 for one semester at Belmont and wow. going forward, I had a year and a half left. I would have to do that three more times. And so I also had that financial pressure which during the time was driving me insane. Like I thought the world was ending. Um, But in hindsight, I was like, God, thank goodness I had all these pressures to push me into the right decision. Because yes, there was risk involved, but at the same time for the past three and a half years, I had been setting up myself for success because of what I was doing on the side. I was doing everything and anything I could get my hands on in the photo video realm to prepare me to make that decision. That's awesome. I, so I, I have to ask, and I hope this isn't an awkward question. Like, so you dropped out of college and, uh, and it worked out. And I think, you know, a lot of people nowadays are saying, Oh, maybe college isn't as important. You should just pursue your passion, you know, whatever, whatever that might be. Are, are you a believer in college? Like, are you a person that, you know, recommends to people that they shouldn't pursue college or you don't need college or it's not as important anymore. Obviously it worked out for you. Um, or, you know, are, are you, are you the type of person that, that believes in higher education, believes in, you know, getting that bachelor's degree? Um, I'm just curious to, to hear where you stand on that. I 100% don't believe in it for a lot of people. I'll do the classic, okay, if you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be a doctor, if you want to pursue a lot of these classic professions, yes, a degree is still necessary. And if you're going to go and be this amazing lawyer, you're going to be able to pay off your college debt. But I'm also very passionate about, like, not burying yourself in debt because that is a burden in itself. And honestly, the reason why – for me, it was also less of a risk to drop out is because, okay, my, there wasn't a lot in the bank, but I wasn't in debt. So the only responsibility that I had was to pay rent every month. I didn't have the responsibility of paying, um, you know, the debt I had in college for the past three and a half years. And so I'm a big believer if you want to pursue the arts, if you want to pursue business in general, at least take a little bit of time off of, um, you know, like college in the beginning to maybe 
just get a job and start working and see what, you know, what you want to pursue is even worth it. Um, I'm not, I'm not like a, everyone should not go to college, um, but I'm a fan of common sense. So it's like, if you have right. no idea what you want to do, um, college is actually a great place to explore interests and it's a great place to meet people. And if you don't have an already existent community of creators or creative, I had that through my church. I had that through my band. I had that through like the jobs I was doing. And so college should be a great place to do that, but don't go and do that at an out of state school for $40,000 a year. Like people don't understand that loans aren't free money. Right. <laughs> like I'm very, yeah. I'm very passionate about this and I feel, I feel myself screaming a little bit, but it's like people <laughs> don't understand the basics of that. And so I think there's so many opportunities there out there in the real world to just work and get experience and you'll gain self-awareness of what you're interested in, what you're not interested in. It took me two years in electrical engineering and a uh, job at an electronic shop and me doing things on the side with guitars realized that wasn't for me. But after school, like I literally worked at an electronic shop where they fixed guitar amps and pianos. And so I was doing that every day after school too. And so it's the more you do, the quicker you're going to find your passion because the quicker you're going to find things you don't like and the quicker you're going to find things you do like. Um, but in hindsight, I was like, God, thank goodness I had all of these pressures to push me into the right decision because, yes, there was risk involved, but at the same time for the past three and a half years, I had been setting up myself for success because of what I was doing on the side. I was doing everything and anything I could get my hands on in the photo video realm to prepare me to make that decision. That's awesome. I, so I, I have to ask, and I hope this isn't an awkward question. Like, so you dropped out of college and, uh, and it worked out. And I think, you know, a lot of people nowadays are saying, Oh, maybe college isn't as important. You should just pursue your passion, you know, whatever, whatever that might be. Are, are you a believer in college? Like, are you a person that, you know, recommends to people that they shouldn't pursue college or you don't need college or it's not as important anymore. Obviously it worked out for you. Um, or, you know, are, are you, are you the type of person that, that believes in higher education, believes in, you know, getting that bachelor's degree? Um, I'm just curious to, to hear where you stand on that. I 100% don't believe in it for a lot of people. I'll do the classic, okay, if you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be a doctor, if you want to pursue a lot of these classic professions, yes, a degree is still necessary. And if you're going to go and be this amazing lawyer, you're going to be able to pay off your college debt. But I'm also very passionate about, like, not burying yourself in debt because that yeah. is a burden in itself. And honestly, the reason why – for me, it was also less of a risk to drop out is because, okay, my, there wasn't a lot in the bank, but I wasn't in debt. So the only responsibility that I had was to pay rent every month. I didn't have the responsibility of paying, um, you know, the debt I had in college for the past three and a half years. And so I'm a big believer if you want to pursue the arts, if you want to pursue business in general, at least take a little bit of time off of, um, you know, like college in the beginning to maybe 
just get a job and start working and see what, you know, what you want to pursue is even worth it. Um, I'm not, I'm not like a, everyone should not go to college, um, but I'm a fan of common sense. So it's like, if you have right. no idea what you want to do, um, college is actually a great place to explore interests and it's a great place to meet people. And if you don't have an already existent community of creators or creative, I had that through my church. I had that through my band. I had that through like the jobs I was doing. And so college should be a great place to do that, but don't go and do that at an out of state school for $40,000 a year. Like people don't understand that loans aren't free money. <laughs> Right. Like I'm very, yeah. I'm very passionate about this and I feel, I feel myself screaming a little bit, but it's like <laughs> people don't understand the basics of that. And so I think there's so many opportunities there out there in the real world to just work and get experience and you'll gain self-awareness of what you're interested in, what you're not interested in. It took me two years in electrical engineering and a, a job at an electronic shop and me doing things on the side with guitars realized that wasn't for me. But after school, like I literally worked at an electronic shop where they fixed guitar amps and pianos. And so I was doing that every day after school too. And so it's the more you do, the quicker you're going to find your passion because the quicker you're going to find things you don't like and the quicker you're going to find things you do like. That's awesome. So, so your original creative passion, it sounds like, was music. Now it's clearly video. Do you, like, do you have ambitions to return to playing music or to be involved in music? Like, where where does music stand for you? Totally, yeah. So, right now, I mean, music will forever be like my all time favorite thing. That's why recently I've actually, because of this audio space, it's becoming so exciting with all of, you know. Anchor, podcast, everyone is doing awesome content via podcast. And I've actually had to make myself become a consumer of podcasts recently because I'm so obsessed with music. There was a time where if I wasn't listening to music, I feel like I was like wasting that time. So me listening to a podcast felt like, oh my God, I'm taking up time to listen to music. <laughs> Um, but now, because I've kind of like actually forced myself in that space, I'm learning, holy cow, this is amazing. Like I can listen to the smartest, most creative, forward-thinking people um, whenever I want, like on a commute to lunch. And it's become now something I love so dearly, and it's become such a big part of my life. But um, I will always love music, and right now how I'm kind of involved with it is just getting the opportunity to work with amazing musicians um, for my videos, so really developing a lot of cool relationships with artists on SoundCloud who I use for my videos, video projects, and um, yeah, it's been, it's been cool to stay in that space. That's how I first fell in love with video, because it's not just taking pictures you're putting that motion to music and all of my early videos were just montages <laughs> so any any up and coming or sort of undiscovered under the radar uh, musicians that i guess you, you either work with on soundcloud or you work to work into mm -hmm. your videos that that we should be aware of 100 percent um someone who's probably not 
as under the radar, but um, Andrew Applepie is one of the most talented um, musicians in that space, They're, like the most talented. Um, so he puts out new music almost every single month, and he is used by a lot of YouTubers, and he, he has a Patreon page, and he just puts out his music for video makers to use for free. But it's quality, quality music. Um, and also a guy by the name Knapsack, his music is so sick. And he has, I think, like 4,000 followers on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Um, but he, he is crushing it. Yeah, I could go on and on. But Andrew Applepie and Knapsack. Got it. Okay, so here's a question that I think I think you may have asked me once on an anchor station. I don't know if this was the exact question, but it, it was definitely similar. Um, obviously, a lot of people like you out there that have this creative passion, they want to pursue it. What what advice do you have for someone that wants to start creating? They want to get out there. They want to be a YouTuber. They want to be a podcaster. They want to be a musician. They're not doing it now. They don't know how to get there. Uh, how, how do they, how do they get there? How do they start? Yeah. Um, I would say keep in mind that perfect never arrives. A lot of people wait for perfect to put out that video, to put out that photo project, to put out that one song they've been working on for months and you truly don't get better and you're not going to be able to progress if you're not putting things out there, listening to feedback, seeing how you can grow. And with every single thing you post online for people to listen to or to people to view, that's another like door that opens. That's another opportunity you have to collaborate with someone or another opportunity to maybe do a job with someone. And so just, yeah, just ship it. Ship it, get it out there, get some feedback. What about like, trying other types of creativity, right? Like if you're a mm -hmm. musician or if you're a vlogger, like should you dabble in other types of creativity? 100%. Yeah, that's that's truly how I landed on what I'm obsessed with today is right. I was all into music and I thought music was going to be my end-all be-all, but it wasn't until I started picking up a camera more and pursuing that. And that's when, honestly, I was getting more inspired in my music, but then also music was inspiring what I was doing on film. So it's just like a very, it's just this circle of juices that will get flowing if you just stay curious and you, you keep right. creating. Who are the, so I asked you, who are the up and coming musicians that we need to be aware of? Who are the up and coming YouTubers, people that are maybe okay. just starting out, just coming up that, that we need to be watching or subscribing to? Yeah. Oh man. I'm going to be biased, and I'm going okay, to say go <laughs> some of my New York City squad. <laughs> yeah, um, do so it. Some of the homies like Craig Adams and Sam Sheffer, they are killer creators, and they're located here in New York City. And they, yeah, they deserve a bajillion subscribers, and they're going to get there <laughs> one day. But they're they're epic. That's awesome. And this is an easy one, but uh, what is your, this may even be on your YouTube, so if it is, I apologize. Apologize if this is redundant, but what is your, what is your, your current gear list? What are you, what are you using these days? Yes, I love gear. <laughs> so I, I am a big Sony person, um, but I will okay. say first and foremost that 
primarily how I create on like Instagram and Twitter and all of the pictures and video that you see on there are mostly iPhone stuff. So mm-hmm. which iPhone? I really do shoot with my iPhone 7 Plus a lot, and I actually just got some really cool, the new uh, Moment lenses. So nice. you can take your iPhone camera and make it super wide, super fisheye. So I've really been enjoying that. Um, but outside of that, my go-to everyday vlogging camera is a Sony RX105. So it's a point and shoot, but it, it packs a, a lot of punch for what you get in the very small form factor. And then my big cameras, if I have like a bigger video project and I need a longer lens, I use Sony a7S II and then a Sony a7R II. Sony seems to be like really sort of stepping up their game in both, you know, still photography and video. Is that, I'm, I'm not like super deep in that world, but just from afar, yeah. it seems like they're really up and coming. Is, is that accurate? Yes, they are completely crushing it. So I used to be yeah. a 100% Canon user, um, but especially in the realm of video, they just stopped innovating. And so I think that's when a lot of people jump ship to Sony because all the cameras have 4K in it. Every You can do really cool high frame rate stuff. Um, I can literally shoot up to 960 frames per second in an eight second burst on my tiny point and shoot, which is just unheard of. So they're, they're crushing the game. That's awesome. What, what, have, what have I missed? Is there anything else you want to talk about, you want to get out there, you want people to hear? Um, if not, that's fine, too. Yeah, just keep creating. You never, you <laughs> never know when that breakthrough is going to come. Could be with your next video, could be in the next hundred videos. You just never know. So keep, keep chugging. Keep creating. Love it. Mm-hmm. Well, Sarah, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for taking time on Saturday night when you are shooting and editing. I'm going to let you get back to that. I'm going to go back to designing uh, something for Anchor that is coming soon. (laughs) And uh, you and I will talk soon for sure. (laughs) Perfect. Sounds great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks, Sarah. See you.